Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know what it is like when your perfectionism is a constant god-awful companion. But it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired. This is episode number 200. Today we are talking about what really happens when you decide to upgrade from control to power. What embracing the suck of growth as a perfectionist looks like and ultimately how you can find empowerment and what can initially seem like ruin. I'm giving you all of the hard-earned truths that come with relinquishing control and how anyone can turn meticulously architected plans into an empowering tale of resilience and neon boldness. When you decide to become empowered, it's not a crockpot. You don't set it and forget it. And so I am being real, raw with you, how my maladaptive perfectionism came up, the experiences that I had with it, how I am now on the other side. And you can be too. When people that are in the profession of health and wellness, and especially when we're dealing with perfectionists, it's really important to normalize our humanity, having perfectionistic tendencies we care so much. We have such huge visions. And the phenomenon of being a perfectionist is that when it's unleveraged, technical term maladaptive, we then turn in on ourselves and we treat ourselves inhumanely. So let's just start with like, let me set the scene for you. Once upon a time, there was a human named CLG. And she planned meticulously for everything (laughs) and especially taking two weeks off at the end of December and the first week of January. She planned traveling. She planned to have everyone inside of the Perfectionist Solutions crew off. She made glorious plans. She was going to spend going on vacation with her family and then the week that she would have with no tiny humans or any other adults around to luxuriate in, go to her office and to live her best vocation life. There were client deliverables that she planned on doing. There were new Dolly Parton books that she was looking forward to reading. And being a perfectionist, she, of course, thought about everything that might go wrong. And one of them was the hosting of her website. There had been a glitch that would come up with the hosting company, a mistake on their part that previously CLG had been able to catch in the meantime every month. However, now that CLG has upgraded from controlling everything in her orbit to being an empowered 
perfectionist. She set everything up and spoke to her website host about the spikes in traffic and how there would not be any downtime because the end of the year, especially when you're dealing with perfectionists, they love a fresh start. To CLG's massive shock, horror, dismay, CourtneyLoveGavin.com went down. And the way that CLG found out about this was due to a Nancy Drew who was able to find CLG's profile on psychologytoday.com because CLG is not just a perfectionism coach. She's also a clinician. Contacted her through that to say, I think something might be off with your website. I'm really interested in hiring you, but I can't seem to get through. Just wanted to let you know and please like get back to me. So thank you, Nancy Drew. Yes. So that CLG is me. This is actually a, a technique that I teach you inside of Perfectionism Leverage. I call it dobbing it, but when you are able to talk about what's happening with yourself in the third person, it helps give you perspective and you're able to solve things so much faster. It's why, if you ever notice, you ever notice that like, when your friend or your partner or like your sister brings you something that like they're struggling with, you can just so clearly see the answer. You can so clearly see like that guy's not right for you, but like they seem blind to it. It's because of this psychological phenomenon right here. When this happened, it did take me choosing to reprioritize because the circumstances had changed and I was faced with the choice or got the opportunity to choose. It didn't feel like an opportunity to choose in the moment, though, of what am I going to do? And I knew that, like, okay, I'm not going to be that jerk person who contacts employees during their time off. I find that highly out of integrity. So, like, that was a no. I wasn't going to not be a parent for the week. That was a no. I went through, like, okay, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. Because when you're in situations like a lot of times with perfectionists, we go into black and white thinking and we don't give ourselves the room of, yes, this was just going to be a week off that I had to do creative projects or just have white space, which is just such an important thing as a perfectionist. Then on top of that, I'm going to pick up the carryover assets that I talked to you about a couple episodes ago from an employee that is no longer with Perfectionist Solutions. There was already sort of like pressure stacked on stuff of pressure. So it's like conditions were ideal for the perfect storm, literally. Now it's like, okay, well, this very essential thing to everything running on, there's like what you guys see. There's also the Perfectionism um, portal that's on there. There's also private podcasts for clients on there. So like there's a lot that run on CourtneyLoveGavin.com. Well, naturally, we're going to prioritize the website. But then as perfectionists, it's like, but what about all this other stuff that we want to do? And so with that, I want to give you golden key number one for this episode. And that is to start appreciating what you have. No, I'm not talking about gratitude. What I'm talking about is for us to stop taking our perfectionism for granted. Not everyone gets to experience the compulsion that we carry as perfectionists that propels us to explore the depths of possibility, not just for ourselves, but for our families, for our partners, for any animal or anything that enters the gravity and like the universe of you. What we don't get is because it's so second nature to us 
We don't get that, like, not everybody has that in their atmosphere. And that one advantage alone is valuable beyond measure. This week, while figuring out this website thing that took six whole days to do, I was feeling distraught. I was in the depths of despair at moments because everything I planned on doing for my clients, it's like I had this whole like feast that I was planning on making for you and then my kitchen blew up. So appreciating your perfectionism and realize that, yes, it can feel excruciating at times, but like, hey, not everyone has this. That means that it's okay that your reaction or your response might not be what other people would get. My sister was like, well, okay, it's fine. And I'm like, but you don't understand. I adore my clients fiercely. I've already been to, and she was like, is that even something that you promised them in their contract? And I was like, no. She's like, are they still going to be able to get everything that they need from you? Like, are you still going to help them and like coach them? And I was like, well, yeah. And she's like, are you still going to get it to them in January? And I was like, yeah, duh. And she was like, okay, then I don't see what the problem is. And then it's like, yeah, but you just don't get it. It's, it's not on the exact date. And I had this whole plan. It's like giving ourselves grace and space to be like, it's okay, but also not to wallow in it. Number two, do you play to win or to not lose? This got dicey for me and maybe it will for you too. So leverage rewired perfectionist. We get to enjoy being highly driven to succeed. And if right now you're thinking, but CLG, I'm already driven to succeed. Maybe you are and maybe you actually aren't. A lot of perfectionists think they're driven by success, but on the low, like what you're actually being driven by is the avoidance of failure. What helps me as a visual is to think about it like two ends of a magnet. There's the one end of a magnet where you put it against something and it's like, and it like goes and it attracts itself. And then there's the other end of the magnet where it's the repelling. It's like wanting to get away. And yeah, it's still going towards something, but it's a very different dynamic that's going on. With myself this week, the conversation I just told you about, like with one of my sisters, I noticed I was in that maladaptive place. And this is the difference once you leverage your perfectionism, you change your relationship with it. So I was able to notice it. I was open about it. I'm talking to someone I trust. I'm not just like putting on a smile, like, you know, the duck that's like paddling beneath the surface. I was able to realize it. I didn't judge myself for it. I didn't go into, Courtney, love, Gavin, what does this mean? You are America's leader on rewiring perfectionism and you are experiencing maladaptive perfectionism. The shame, the horror. No. No, no, no. It's like, oh, this is part of it. It's just like with any relationship, especially the relationship you have with yourself and with your perfectionistic tendencies, rupture and repair is part of a relationship. It's like great ships are safe in the harbor, but that's not what great ships are designed for. We are all mother effing yachts. We are yachts. The most luxurious type of ships is perfectionist. We are not meant to be safe in harbors. We are always safe because we are yachts. And we can face any type of storm, sea, we're going to get through it. We're not going to lie to ourselves and be like, oh my God, it's storming and raining and I have scurvy and it's just the best. It's just like the best. And here's how like I'm the best because of this thing. Like <laughs> that's one thing I knew that I wasn't going to do with this episode. I'm always going to keep it 100 with you. I'm never going to pretend that I'm better than I am. What I teach you inside of Perfectionism Leveraged like as you learn the skills to adapt inwardly, to not make 
a misstep mean anything and you reattune to what your version of satisfying success is based on your values, your striving takes on more excitement, more meaning, and a hell of a lot more joy. Why does this happen? Through neuroplasticity and attuning to your interoceptive skills. Now that my website is back online, I will link to the hand-drawn model by me that's just like a visual of how this works that I previously have only shared with private one-on-one coaching clients. It's my way of celebrating 200 episodes with you and to say thank you for your patience, everyone who was reaching out in the past six days and was unable to get the support that you were looking for. One thing that really sets me, CLG, apart and Perfectionism Rewired and Epic Embodied Presence Interoceptive Connection um, Framework I developed is that it is based in truth and accuracy and neuroscience. This is why I can guarantee results, this is why it works, no matter how old you are, how young you are, etc. But for this episode, why is it that your striving takes on more excitement, more meeting, and a hell of a lot more joy? Because you are under new management internally. You are able to take charge through neuroplasticity and the embodied presence interoceptive connection, the EPIC framework. And what that does is that makes it so that you are the CEO of YOU. You are the person in charge and that you get to oversee and define what is meaningful to you. You get to succeed on your own terms. You build a confidence and a conviction in yourself that's all your own, that external accolades, your family, your colleagues, your partner, your kids, your clients, your website, your animals, your neighbors, the critics, like nobody and nothing has no say in it. Like, no one can take it away from you. It is yours. It is yours. And those external wins and losses, they no longer make or break you because you are connected, embodied presence, interoceptive connection. You are connected to your inherent self-worth. You know that you are the asset and you honor it. Failure, air quotes, is laughable and honestly NBD, no big deal. I look at setbacks like scratchers. You know, the scratch-offs where it's like, oh my God, I won $3. I don't care that I spent $25 to get it. Yeah, like that's what they are. Setbacks are scratchers. They are opportunities for learning. Failures become new lines of discovery. I had such a hard time with failures. I called it the F word. So if you are like vintage CLG, just decide failures equal new lines of discovery. It will take a bit. Practice makes permanent to code it in your brain. But if you just keep telling that to yourself, instead of saying, I failed, to be like, oh, oops, yeah, I used to fail. Eureka, now I found it. It's actually, this is a new line of discovery. The coolest part about this is that perfectionists and our growth, it happens retroactively, meaning that when we are growing, we a lot of times can't see it because of how visionary we are. And so this is where having a coach in your corner is clutch. And why you don't need to know what the new line of discovery is. If you're just like, oh, it's a new line of discovery. I might not know what it is now, but I'll discover it eventually. It's like, okay, cool. Just like a scratcher. It's like, I have this scratcher. I don't need to scratch it off right now. I'll finish it eventually. Or a puzzle. Think of it like a puzzle. I love jigsaw puzzles. This is the other part of it where it's like, I'll I'll put a link to the episode I did on transcendent function. It's the ability of paradox. You are able to hold two things equally 
without judging them right or wrong. You can just say this can be true and this also can be true. So it's like I am a leveraged perfectionist. I am empowered. I have rewired and I still experience maladaptive perfectionism sometimes. I can see the lessons in the lines of discovery and you still get to feel disappointment. You can still feel however you want, like I did this past week. But what matters more is ultimately and what carries over, you're no longer in the depths of despair and just like fixated on that disappointment. Not to say that you don't get the urge to do that. The difference is, is that you change your relationship with it. You decide to no longer entertain the disappointment or the disgust or the anger or the, you know, whatever your go-to flavor is. Mine is disappointment, usually with myself, always with myself. (laughs) What matters more and what carries over is what you learn. And that's what dissolves the disappointment. Like, that's what I'm doing with you with this podcast. And then you become more daring. You have the neon boldness like me doing this episode where I am sashaying from the scheduled self-advocacy series, which will continue in episode 201, that becoming more daring and neon boldness is just a natural side effect of leveraged perfectionism. Too many perfectionists unknowingly self-sabotage ourselves because we're afraid to fail. But what you learn from turning all your L's into lessons is that you can derive the enjoyment from the process instead of the outcome. When you are enjoying your perfectionism instead of enduring, you can't fail. This episode is not a failure. And I'm enjoying it because I, I record them all in one take. And I just loosely have an outline and going with it. But just as I'm doing this, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is the retroactive growth. This is why my website was down for six days. The resources that I'm sharing with you that previously I only share with like private clients inside of Perfectionism Leverage, you never would have seen these. Like today, we just brought our relationship to a whole new level. That's what happens with rupture and repair. When you are able to enjoy, like you get all of your enjoyment from the process instead of the outcome. It it would be like if you are dating, you start enjoying the dates instead of whether or not you go to pound town. Or it's like you can just enjoy being intimate instead of making that dependent on how many times you climaxed. Now, vintage CLG, if I was still in shame avoidance that I talked about with my client KB on her episode where she came on, I will link to that in the show notes. Shame avoidance, I would not be doing this episode, and it is one of the most exhausting and futile, inhumane experiences that we can inflict on ourselves. Because you can't enjoy the process when you are in a maladaptive space like I was in for pockets this week, just like you wouldn't enjoy being held at gunpoint just because you didn't get shot. You know that this is happening for you if avoiding shame is driving you when you win, because when you do experience winner success, you feel empty, apathetic, relieved, or you're just like, okay, now what? On to the next one. Womp, womp. This simple shift of no longer avoiding failure or avoiding other people's opinions or avoiding letting other people down to pursuing satisfying success is liberation. And if that sounds like CLG, can you really learn how to use your perfectionism to like work with you so it's no longer ruining your life? Like, can you really be proud of yourself and enjoy what you're doing even if you don't complete any of your goals? Yes. 
Yes, you can. Leverage perfectionists do it every day. If you would like to make that your everyday and become a leveraged perfectionist, get one-on-one coaching with me. Go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com. Go on there right now and let's make it happen. Committing to leverage perfectionism isn't a single choice you make once and then you're done. It's the decision to rise to the occasion of your life. And sometimes making that rise feels very, very tough. Embracing leverage perfectionism involves a series of choices made repeatedly over time. And what's super cool about that is one choice doesn't make or break you. It's the compound effect. There were moments this week where like I I didn't feel it was a conscious choice, but part of me chose to throw a pouty party for myself. When I found out that this was down, okay, so the clients that I wanted to make all this great stuff, I can't make great stuff for that. None of the new clients can reach me. That's just a little glimpse of what it was like this week. It's a continuous choice that you make, and it starts with choosing to believe in your capacity. Now, the opposite of that is a fixed mindset. When you believe that your capacities are diminished, that's it. This is as good as you'll ever get. And if you notice, like throughout this episode, or you have noticed, maybe you have a fixed mindset, I highly recommend that you binge listen to all 200 episodes of Perfectionism Rewired. This is how you know if you're in a fixed mindset. You give something like a handful of tries before you throw your hands up in the air and you proclaim, I knew I was no good at this. I just need to stick at what I'm good at. Or let's say like you're planning your day, you're planning for the way things to go and you notice that you become too overwhelmed to continue. That's how you know that you are in a fixed mindset. And it's okay. I was there. I, CLG, was there earlier this week. I was there just a few days ago. You can switch it. You can go into a growth mindset. When you work with me, it happens like really fast. And when you believe in your capacity to solve any problem, guess what happens? You become courageous enough to get the support that you deserve and you persist. Going from control to power when it doesn't work out, it's very natural for you to start receiving low blows from your brain. When all this website stuff happened, mine was like, if we didn't go on vacation, if we never took any time off, this wouldn't have happened. If you were still micromanaging and controlling everything in your orbit, this never would have happened. If you hired people in third world countries that work 24-7, like if you paid unfair wages, you could, you know what I mean? Like basically all these things that were saying, if I was out of integrity with my core values, this wouldn't have happened. Just like in episode 199 on medical gaslighting and misdiagnoses, when you misidentify the problem, you misidentify the solution. The problem is never those thoughts that you're having. The problem is not those low blows to the brain. It's like what you're doing with them. I chose to entertain them for a hot sec or like a hot hour several times this week. Four years ago, I would entertain those for like months. It's not supposed to go away forever. It's natural for it to come back. Just like it is not natural to be in a relationship where you guys always agree on everything. That would get so effing boring. As humans, human beings, our species, we enjoy for there to be some sort of friction. We like friction. No one likes a flaccid anything. When you misidentify the problem, you misidentify the solution. The problem isn't I'm giving up control. No. If you're still having issues with your perfectionistic tendencies, it's only because you have been relying on a faulty solution. And that is trying to be less of yourself, shrinking who you are, trying to control who you are, trying to make yourself wrong for who you are. 
and trying to control everyone and everything in your orbit. What is the solution? Super simple. Just be more of yourself in a healthy way and decide to like be empowered and to be in charge. Choose to no longer be like a clenchy octopus of control. Here's what I'm going to wrap it up with you with for episode number 200. All of the accomplishments that I planned to achieve this week didn't happen. But what I have now is a million times better than any goal completed or perfect plan executed. I have self-trust, resilience, courage and conviction in myself, friendship with my work and my clients, devotion to my mission, the willingness to let it be a little messy and to embody my values. You can have these too, no matter what your perfectionistic tendencies are like or if you're in a fixed mindset right now. Just having those, they are more than enough for that great yacht to sail wherever it is that you want to sail. What got me through this week and to do this podcast today as our 200th episode in real time is I want to help make life less painful for those of us that feel like we don't fit in anywhere and that no one else really understands and trying to do B minus work or like doing things bad on purpose, being things late on purpose feels like, why don't I just put pliers in my eyeball and smile and be like, yeah, it's fine. I want to continue to lift perfectionistic people up from the shitty programming that is alienating you from your own genius and your most prolific power. Now, maybe your thing isn't like your vocation like me. Maybe it's being a present parent or hosting a family dinner every Sunday and creating a four-course meal because you love to try out new recipes and nourish the people in your world. Being a perfectionist is not a liability. It is your biggest effing asset. Only issue is that no one ever taught you how to leverage it. I am on a mission to change that. Come work with me one-on-one inside of Perfectionism Leveraged and You will no longer feel like your life is so together, but inside you're just hollow. You will no longer feel like you are working day in, day out and wondering, like, what is this all for? When is it going to feel good? It can feel good N-O-W now. Go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash contact right now. We are back online and let's get you feeling better than ever.